two dudes, one microphone, absolutely zero calves. Welcome to Team No Cabs Radio with your hosts, Ali and Adam. Hello, guys, and welcome to episode nine of Team No Cabs Radio with myself, Ollie Carson, and with somebody else slightly different today. We've got James Lawson on the show. Um, I'm going to introduce you to James, and we're going to be talking about all different manner of things. Adam can't be with us today because he. Um, he basically didn't get the memo on where we were recording the podcast, so we're missing Adam today. Um, but I'm glad to introduce you to James. Hello. How's it going, dude? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. Um, so, James, for those of the guys that listen that don't know who you are, um, although I'm pretty sure that a lot of the guys that do listen to the podcast will know who you are through myself and Adam's social media, just explain to everybody who you are, what you do, and um, yeah, that's it. Yeah, um, I am James Lawson. What do I do? Um, I uh, work for a big software company. Um, I don't know if I can mention Oracle. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and um, uh, what do I do? Um, I've got a very pretty sedentary job. I've married uh, to a woman that's way out of my league, and I have a little girl uh, who I'm obsessed with. And um, yeah, I'm into my fitness. I've got lots of other hobbies as well. But um, yeah, I've, I guess you could say I'm sort of a cross between a nerd and someone that likes to play around a bit as well. Cool. I thought it would be really cool to have you on, on the podcast just because actually when we, we quote unquote came up with your transformation or we made your, your transformation, um, it didn't go viral, but there was, there was definitely a lot of attention um, to your pictures and the response was massive and the biggest response that we got was that it wasn't real yeah you, we, we kind of nicknamed you <laughs> fake transformation james yeah. because MTJ. nobody could yeah nobody could comprehend or understand the, the kind of the transformation that you made so i thought it'd be cool to have somebody on the show who isn't quote unquote a fitness person not in the fitness industry so you're not a personal trainer or a coach or an influencer in the industry um but you you have been an incre- and you are in incredible shape um and so it's almost like having that outsider's perspective um, on the fitness industry. So just in, a, you know, in your own words, what's your kind of opinion currently um, on the fitness industry as an outsider um, and the people within the industry and the way that they, they compose themselves on social media? Yeah, so, um, <clears throat> I mean, by the way, by us doing this, it is kind of like allowing me to drink dry, if you do realise that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should actually say at the beginning of this, a slight disclaimer is that um, again, if you if you don't follow James on social media, for which all of his channels I will plug at the end in the in the link, um, then you won't know that he is. Um, I'm trying to think of the most eloquent. Yeah, on PC <laughs> is probably the most eloquent way I can put this. Um, so there'll be lots of effing and blinding, probably, and lots of fuck yeah, yeah, lots of yeah. oohs and ahs. So um, let's let's start. Let's kick that off with your opinion of the, of the fitness industry. Oh. Well, <clears throat> I think the, the the thing that I've learned is, and I mean, I'm coming up to 40, is that, that there's lots of people trying to sell you stuff out there, and that does jade your view in terms of what was is going to work for you or what might work for you, and um, and the and I get it. Everyone's out there; they've got to get something out of it. Um, people will pick things up that work for them, that excite them, and um, and I've been victim to that over and over again. I mean, I, I love all that. 
um, you know, and, and I think that <clears throat> it makes it more interesting and, and that's one of the things that I've, I've picked up from this industry is people are trying to find new ways of doing something mm. when actually the reality is there's quite a simple underlying bit of maths mm. <laughs> that, that, makes, that makes things happen. And, um, you know, it, I guess it's kind of a bit like the Wizard of Oz, you know, they go all the way to, uh, to Oz and behind there is just a little guy going, oh, it's just me running the whole show. And you just think, <laughs> oh, what? Yeah. It's just, you know, it's a bit of a letdown when you know it. But um, having said that, it's not easy to, to follow these things, even if you're on the, um, you know, whatever diet you're doing. Um, but... Uh, I think the people behind it have all good intentions mm. other than they want your money. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's hard to know sometimes, isn't it, whether like people who are pushing a, a certain method or approach, um, whether they're doing that pure, purely out of pure bliss and ignorance and not actually knowing what they're, what they're saying and not knowing what they're saying is perhaps incorrect, or whether they do have a, another agenda and they're actually trying to make a financial gain from what they're saying. Yeah. Um, I, I would like to think, I would like to believe that anybody who is pushing something for financial gain, blissfully unaware, um, you know, that's, that's fine because yeah. they just don't know any better. But what we should be aware of is if you are in a position of power and you are what we call an influencer within the industry, so you have a big following on social media, a lot of people listen to the advice that you give, then you should be doing your research and your homework into what you're saying. Um, and, and even coming away from like giving advice, like we're talking about now, selling a product that is just garbage is, is yeah. something that we see quite a lot, isn't it? What's, yes. what's probably like one of the funniest things that you see people selling on social media? and all um, that? I have actually bought one of those things, those belts that vibrates slender tone <laughs> <laughs> I bought that other belts are available <laughs> yeah other belts are available and um, I've done yeah I've bought some other things I've bought some ab crunching machines that really are just designed to fold you up like a suitcase <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and send you away and uh, yeah and you know and then some of the things I've bought have been from people that look like Pablo Escobar. So I mean, they, you know, they probably, <laughs> you know, they're probably shipping that along as, as well as a load of other white goods. <laughs> so um, you know, I've, I, yeah, I've fallen for it all, to be honest. But then I think that the difference with now today is that um, it's kind of proof of concept. If I see a picture in a magazine, or if I see um, some results from you know, some of the mainstream guys like Joe Wicks and all that, all those people, um, I think, yeah, if it's working for them, I'll go after it. But then yeah. it gives you that perception that you're going to look like that. And you need to sort of drop that because mm -hmm. you're going to look like how you are going to look. Yes. And, um, and no matter what tool you use, um, you know, you, you, you've got to expect the right, you know, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy this stuff, but I've got to make it work. Yeah. And I think that's the sad thing is that... You, gimmicks are going to distract you from the real and goal that that can be um that can be quite you know um a bit of a hole for people you know correlation and causation are two different things and so usually what we see happen is is when somebody does invest in these things the financial investment itself is enough for them to to adhere to a plan yeah so you know you spend a load of money on um you know a diet a, a keto diet plan from whoever it is Joe Wicks and you buy a hundred quid ab cruncher that folds you in half 
that financial investment is enough for you to actually pay a bit more attention to the food that you're eating, maybe move more in the day because you, you, you are invested. And so that will have a knock on effect for you to, to create fat loss and lose weight. And all of a sudden, Joe Wicks's keto diet and this ab cruncher is, is a genius and, it's, and it's, yeah. it's what's working, but that's not necessarily the case. Um, and so it's trying to educate people into the principles, the underlying principles of what they're trying to do are what matter and not the methods or the route in which you take to get there. The route in which you take to get there should all be based on your personal preferences and how you enjoy that journey, which I think kind of in kind of leads us on nicely to the next thing I'd like to talk about with you with regards to your transformation um, and the fact that it was so unbelievable to so many people was the fact that it was very individual for you and in that you had a lot of muscle before you you came on board with me and you went through the fat loss um, program with me um, and so yes you might have looked how would you how would you describe you looked in the <clears> before <throat> picture um, I look like if Danny DeVito and Selma Hayek had had a baby <laughs> okay, so, yeah it's so a little yes. chunky yeah. pointy nose thing bulbous yeah. bit saggy don donkey tits but, un but underneath that you had a lot of muscle from yeah. years of training so you've yeah. been training for a couple of years prior to that yeah and I spent I spent I think I spent about four or five years down the heavier end this sort of I'm gonna just use my ego and forget about mm. injury end of the, yeah. the weights rack yeah. uh, I think I spent about five years down that end um I went home in between. Yeah, I didn't um, you know, pay any rent. But the the and I think that I spent all that time down that end, and also in a I must have been in a huge calorie surplus from mm. watching videos of Ronnie Coleman and Jay Cutler and <laughs> seeing what they eat and thinking, well, if they can eat it and they get huge, then so can I. Yeah. Not at all considering my height and yeah. weight and so yeah. on. So um, yeah, I think. That gave me a head start, but it was covered in a lot of fat. Mm. Um, my posture was bad as well because I was um, arching forward to hide the fact that I did have these kind of tits that were <laughs> hanging down, like, like something out of a, uh, a Live Aid video. <laughs> you know, I was just swatting flies from around my breasts. And, uh, and uh, yeah, so it was, <laughs> I was, uh, yeah, I was a mess. I was a mess, I was a wreck. I'm surprised people would look at me or feed me. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it's worth it's worth mentioning here as well because, again, it's something that we're going to go on to. You were talking about the, the calorie surplus that you were in. Yeah. And whilst you were training, perhaps not smartly, but you were training intensely, you were lifting heavy weights, you were in a calorie surplus. Um, James is incredibly short, so how... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I made that sound really bad. Incredibly... Not quite, yeah, I am pretty sure. How short are you? Four I'm foot not, and a fag butt. Yeah, I'm five foot five-ish. Mm, right, okay. So he's, he's, he's pretty short. And like he said at the beginning of the podcast, he's sedentary in his job. So it's mainly office-based. So yeah. his, his energy expenditure is quite low as well. And so all things considered, his, his calorie consumption should be quite low. Um, and that was a massive... Um, not a hurdle that we had when we were on the fat loss uh, phase of, of our training, but it was definitely a consideration that a lot of people would have struggled with. Yeah. Because I can't remember exactly what it was that we started you off with in terms of calories. I think it was around 1,600. Yeah, and that, that just got you kind of moving with fat loss, didn't that it? That got me moving, yeah. And, and you say that to a lot of people, and it's, it's scary. It's yeah. really, really scary. That's yeah. a horrible number, but what you have to remember is, guys, is that 
it's completely subjective to the individual and their their current situation and so um, picking up these generic meal plans from whatever website just isn't going to work well it might work for you but it it won't always work for you um, and we had to do a lot with James's fat loss to, to ensure that you was in a calorie deficit and the biggest problem was obviously your the amount of food you could eat yeah so just for the listeners I'd like you to just go through um, your kind of eating habits and strategies that you put in place on that fat loss phase for you to be able to stick at that that kind of calorie intake yeah um, is this the, to- the point where I talk about bulimia <laughs> no um, I am um, I uh, no I, I, I started off on a meal plan initially knowing full well and you knew full well that I wanted to sort of live my life yeah. <laughs> and not be so strict on, on the meal plans some people it works for very well I know but um, and what that meal plan did was give me an indication of the kind of volume of food I could have so um, there was yogurt and oats and fruit for breakfast lunch um, was uh, pulped out by courgette and butternut squash noodles and chicken um, there was a protein bar thrown in there which mm. was good but maybe not the best use of calories but for satiety mm. it was perfect and then after the first couple of weeks um, I went flexible um, dieting and that <clears throat> that was like entering the matrix I, mean, I think I mm. spent a whole day in Sainsbury's looking around at all the yeah. all the calories and all the food you know yeah. um, I think someone asked me to go and put the trolleys away <laughs> about <laughs> by the end of the day because I'd been there so long and I, I think that was a game changer for me because I realised that there was a volume to be found elsewhere and there are tons of clips on YouTube on how to increase volume in foods mm-hmm. and um, I was looking for that but interestingly um, what, uh, what, how I found that 15 1600 calories a day um, easier or how, how I made it easier was um, I'd almost treat them like mini rewards throughout the day in terms of rewarding myself with a bit of food mm. and ensuring that those foods, no matter what they were, I absolutely loved them. Mm. So I wasn't eating anything as a chore. Yeah. I was picking only things that I went, ah, oh, this is you know, this is Good. the best thing ever. Mm. And sometimes that involved ice cream and yeah. curly whirlies and yeah. things like that, you know, and that all came in. And it wasn't about, you know, a majority of it was healthy food. But then there was stuff for satiety and sweet things and things to sort of spur me on. Yeah. Um, and that, that really made a big difference. I mean, food volume was great during times when I needed to feel full. Mm. And then there are times when you just fancy something in which you, yeah. you throw in something yeah. um, sweet. And, that, and, and timing my training around that was key as well because always after training, I was always ravenous. Mm. So I just had to control how yeah. I approached that. But so I guess that's that's a combination of obviously one discipline to being able to stick to something that is quite difficult. Um, that lower calorie is a, is a it's a hard task to, yeah. to to carry on doing for the period of time that we did, and also knowledge as well. So understanding that um, this this idea of flexible dieting and being able to include foods that are quote unquote bad for you or dirty or what, however you want to name it. Um, and still get to where you want to be is is a powerful tool so um yeah discipline and knowledge are really important when in a fat loss phase especially if you want to be successful over the long run um because that's something that i've noticed as well in in your kind of progress is that yes you got an incredible shape but you've maintained it as well and you didn't 
you didn't rebound out of the dieting yeah. phase. You didn't gain loads of weight afterwards. You actually stayed really, really lean, um, maintained body weight. And I think that's hugely down to the food choices that you made throughout the process. You wasn't restricted yeah. on anything that you could eat. Would you say yeah. that's a, a big part of that? It is. And don't get me wrong, there are lots of times when I feel like just um, binge eating. Mm. You know, there are times where you just feel like you want to splurge. Yeah. I mean, eating. <laughs> splurge. <laughs> splurge. Um, but, um, but yeah, and I, I think the, the most important thing for me was that I very quickly integrated... Um, my eating patterns into all my other passions in my life mm. because it just became a, su uh, a supplemental to other things mm. that were passions in my life and that meant that it was a lot easier to deal with whereas otherwise I'd just be constantly thinking about mm. training and eating and yeah. just being one of those unbearable people who always thinks about th just those things mm. oh god I've just rigged everyone in the fitness industry yeah. by saying that <laughs> yeah. but you know what I mean it, yeah. if, if you integrate it then you just become uh, everything becomes a bit more achievable if mm. you just have other passions and things where they slot into. Yeah, um, I think that's what's fascinating about about you as well. Like we were talking about in the beginning, because you're not in this industry and you're successful elsewhere, and this is just something that you enjoy doing. Um, it seems to come a lot more naturally to you. I mean, obviously, I don't know what happens behind closed doors, but <laughs> you seem to. <laughs> I don't want to know what happens behind closed doors. They're still under the patio. <laughs> But, but it seems to me from an outsider looking into your quote unquote fitness life that you've got a pretty good grip on it and, and you've got a good grip on it as somebody who it's difficult for in the way of the amount of food that you can eat etc. Yeah. That would be very challenging for most of the fitness people that I know. A lot of fitness people I know have not eating issues, well a lot of them do, um, but they have you know issues with food. Um, they're not comfortable in their skin, they're constantly um, dieting, rebounding, dieting, rebounding. And I wonder if it's something to do with being just completely immersed in it 24 seven, whether yeah. it's their job or, or they're constantly on social media promoting it. And the fact that you can kind of step away and have a different life, maybe it's not so much of a focus for you that you, you are able to, to maintain it. Would you say that's, that's true to an yeah. extent? Yeah, definitely. I think you just, I think it's also a case of just accepting accepting who you are and what and, and and your potential is your potential and under your control you make all your own choices mm. so you know if you are not in the shape that you want to be then make different choices and get into that shape but understand that you might be that person that just likes to tuck into a couple of tubs of hog and dance <laughs> in an evening yeah. and if that's you and you love it then you know then yeah. do that maybe that's and that it x equals y you know mm. and i think that um just accepting that you were going to look as I didn't know that I was going to look that way after yeah. transformation in mm. fact I kind of had this vision of what I looked like mm. and I looked completely different really? and that was that was fine in fact it, that, and that, that was my real that was my moment where I thought do you know what um, this is my body mm. and this is how I can look yeah. can I make it better maybe mm. and I'll, I'll try to yeah. um, but I can I can totally see where all the obsessive natures come from because um you just want to be a better you all the time mm. and I, I think there's no nothing wrong in that but there is so much more to life than yeah. just that and by taking that into account and looking at those other things the improving you gets a lot easier mm. rather than just making that your focus yeah here here very wise words there um <laughs> can't believe I <laughs> <out of my> <laughs> very impressed with that 
Um, so let's let's touch on kind of 2018, what your goals are going forward, because you are you are invested in this fitness malarkey to yeah. some extent now. What's the goals in 2018? Mm. Um, well, I'm not going to get any taller, so that's something I can't work on. My nose is far too big for my body, so that's plastic surgery. Um, <laughs> I've got, um, yeah, I don't, my, I can't articulate very well, as you can tell. <laughs> I'll work on that. Fitness-wise, um, <clears throat> my goal is to, um, to compete um, for a competition in June. Can I say? Yeah, yeah. yeah, you say, yeah um, so the PCA um, Masters Men's Physique in June. Um, and I've, I've got myself into a position now where I understand that if you expose yourself, and I don't mean flashing in the street, <laughs> but if you expose yourself to something like a photo shoot, mm. then you are raising your accountability levels yeah. significantly, yeah. and that would create much better adherence. Yeah. Um, in a competition, I think there is another level to that yeah, um, exposure in that you can't hide behind certain angles of the camera no, or right. apply a filter. <laughs> or, or choose which photos you want to be edited. Or, exactly, yeah. yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, it's it's really a case. And, and and once you're up there, it is 12 years a slave. I've got to do whatever they ask me to do, you know? Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and, um, and so, um, and, and, I, and, and it probably feel like 12 years doing five months of dieting yeah. that I'll have to do. Um, but that's my goal, really, and um, I'm doing it because, well, I'm coming up to 40, and um, I'm pretty sure <clears throat> I'm halfway through my life, or if not, I mean, if I die a couple of years later, this would be a great little thing to, <laughs> to bring up at the, yeah. Uh, yeah, at the funeral. But, the, um, but you know, I'm, I'm turning 40, and why not just be in the best shape that you can be? Why not do these things whilst you still can? Mm. Um, and also, I think it's important that that people do see how far they can take things, no yeah. matter what they're doing. Yeah. So um, th that's that's going to be the goal. For yeah, June. it's going to be cool. Um, so we're prepping James from January, so we're getting Christmas out of the way, New Year out of the way from January, prepping him for his show, like you said, in June. So we've got a good sort of five months or so to get him in insane condition, which I have no doubt he will. Um, so how long did we diet for the photo shoot for? I think it was 12 uh, weeks, wasn't it? Yeah, it was about 12 weeks. 12 yeah. weeks, so five yeah. months, um, nice, steady, good diet. Yeah. Get him absolutely pilled. So look forward to seeing James absolutely shredded on stage in June and his, his progress and the journey leading up to that. I hate using the word journey. Journey. <laughs> oh, my God. Journey. I'll, I am like, I'll be like the hobbit going on that journey. Going <laughs> on that. <laughs> um, and I would just like to finish off with asking James if he has anything that he wants to interject or any words of wisdom for anybody out there who might be listening to the show. I know he's always full of um, <laughs> charismatic and, and kind words for people. So have you got anything that you'd like to give to the listeners? Um, yeah, I guess I'd like to just say, whatever you're doing, just do it to enjoy it. Just enjoy what you're doing. Because if you're not, then don't do it. Unless you're a murderer, or you know you've been, or you're, you know, you know you've been attacking women in the street, and you enjoy that, then don't do that, because that's illegal. <laughs> um, other things are bad that you might enjoy. Um, just don't do anything that's illegal if you enjoy it. But if you enjoy it and it's legal and it's not hurt anyone, then just keep doing it. He articulated that beautifully. I'm sure you're lost. <laughs> 
Okay, guys, so it was a short and sweet one, but thanks very much for listening to Team No Cars Radio with myself, Ollie Carson, and of course, James Lawson. Thank um, you stay tuned for the next episode with Adam, hopefully, and have a good Christmas and a happy new year. Speak happy to you Christmas. soon, guys. Happy Christmas, everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening to Team No Cavs Radio. Remember, planter flexion, dorsiflexion, progressive overload, and boom, anything is possible.